First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Good morning. An important story developing this week that saw a white substitute teacher at Crawford International in Swane writing racist terms on a blackboard and then telling the children in her class that they were not affected by apartheid. The 82-year-old teacher was working as a substitute. The learners in the class filmed her writing the words. They filmed her comments. That led to the teacher being dismissed and reported to the SA Council for Educators. Asanda Nguasheng is a diversity trainer and political analyst. Asanda, good morning. Thanks for your time this Friday morning. Good morning and thank you for having me. There's so many issues here. Uh, firstly, is there any teaching for is there any teaching for teachers about what's acceptable and what's not? Unfortunately, it's not the first time we've seen a teacher making racist comments in front of a diverse group of learners. Yes, I so I spend a lot of my time training um, teachers at various schools that care about these issues and do not want to see themselves getting into trouble. And so there is training. I provide training. There are many other providers. But one of the biggest problems we have is that the government has not made it mandatory in the same way that, uh, you know, other training is mandatory. It should be that even before you get your license to teach, this is one of the critical things that they ensure that you have skill in. Even when you look at, you know, some of South Africa's education uh, university degrees, a lot of them don't address diversity at all. Some do, but not to enough depth. And so because of that, you get people coming into the system who have never engaged with this topic and who have never had their biases, their prejudice, their racism, their homophobia, and all other isms challenged and so they go into class and then they spew the vitriol and they become racial aggressors and they become people who harm children instead of educating children and in this particular case it kind of almost would have been obvious that such an incident would happen because we're talking about a teacher who would have retired you know only about you know between five to ten years into uh, in, into democracy and therefore the chances that you would have gotten diversity training are slim to none and this is something that the, the organization should have I mean that, that that the school should have known and they should have ensured that before they bring this woman on their campus that they get a sense or understanding of has she ever had any diversity training and what are her opinions on these issues and ensure that if she doesn't know that they at the very least give her some training the school in this case, I mean, they bless you, bless you. They fired her immediately. They reported her to the Council for Educators. They offered counselling for the learners. Is there anything else they could have done? I mean, I don't know what else they could have done, I suppose. Once someone's off the campus, they're off the campus. Well, I think the first thing they could have done is, as I've said, they could have made sure that, uh, you know, any, any person that comes on the campus should have diversity training to prevent this. But secondly, I think that, you know, I'm hoping that one of the other things that they should be doing is ensuring that they don't only deal with that teacher, but they also deal with everybody else in that institution. Because to get to a point where you are hiring a teacher who is that level of racist, it means, and it says something about the institution itself, about how much racism is allowed, how much racism the school is comfortable with institutionally and so they need to make sure that over and above dealing with that individual teacher was a substitute teacher and is technically not their employee anyway that they that they make sure that they train the teachers that they do have that they make sure that they train other students 
not to be racist towards you know the the black students in the school um so that this kind of incident doesn't happen and if it does happen that there is a context for it and that everybody knows what to do and also to go and check and make sure in their policies do they have a diversity policy is it clear what happens when an incident what is supposed to happen in an incident like this because a lot of the times one of the biggest issues is that most schools in south africa unfortunately do not have even a diversity policy and so when this incident happens no one knows what to do starting from the parents who are aggrieved and and even the people the perpetrators or the people who are accused of perpetration have no idea because people don't provide diversity training people don't provide training on the policies and you know this issue is always put to the bottom and the psychological safety of black children has not been prioritized in south africa since you know 1994 and i can say that because i i i went to a former white school in 1993 and i know our teachers were not trained and i know even to this day our teachers at my even former school continue to not be trained and so this is an issue that we that keeps coming up and we keep ignoring it and every time it comes you know it comes up in the media a lot of the time people don't even care because there are no consequences for racism this is probably one of the first schools that said they're going to take as they're going to go as far as getting it deregistered but you're deregistering an 82 year old woman so i mean mm. what is the impact um, or the effect of that and Sandra, there's another aspect to this maybe um well, the optimist in me hopes so that the children in the class knew immediately that it was wrong and they acted does that say something about our children too? They knew it was wrong. They acted. They told their parents. They told their community. I mean, that suggests something about our children too, that they, in this case at least, they had agency. Yeah, so a, 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 lot, of, a lot of young people across the color line so white and black kids <clears throat> sorry they actually have 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 done the work of educating themselves and they actually know you know not all the time but a lot of the times they know and they are the ones that you know will raise these issues and they are the ones that will uh, go out and, and and protest but the problem is that you have parents at schools who themselves didn't undergo diversity training who themselves just simply switched over from you know pre-94 to post-94 without having to change anything without having to question themselves and challenge themselves and the ideals that they held and what it means to have been brought up in the racist cults that apartheid was and so because of this when incidents like this happened and they are challenged it is the parents who often are the ones who are up in arms and think that this shouldn't be the big deal that it is and secondly that it is some some of even the teachers and the management themselves don't understand how you know how important it is to deal with this and how painful it is and i myself know and have been a victim of a school that didn't understand these issues you know i went into a school called fishhook high school last year and ended up being the headline maker um as a diversity trainer who tried to solve the issue there and yet nobody knew the name of the teacher who had used racial slurs uh, against students which led to me being called and so I'm, I'm highlighting my personal experience because it shows the fact that you know we continue to prioritize whiteness and the comfort of whiteness in south africa and would rather throw under the bus and drag the black people who are trying to be the cleanup crew of these issues rather than face it head on because even in 
my incident, it should have been that the name of the person who was the initial aggressor and used those racist slurs was known long before my name was associated with anything to do with that. And so I'm not the only person, by the way, that, that has been a victim of a school or a corporate or a university mm. in the sense there are many people who do diversity training and many people have ended up being scared and some have even you know had to leave the country because there are people on twitter who are harassing and hounding diversity trainers and making their lives miserable and in my case and in even other cases even political parties get involved because when my case came up the democratic alliance had mps writing on twitter about me you know this the the speaker of the city of cape town felicity purchase was set up a whatsapp group and had people basically gathering to to form a, a you know a, a lynch mob in essence and nothing happened to this to these people they were not challenged for these actions there were no questions for these actions and instead i ended up being told i'm going to be dragged you know in front of the south african human rights commission a commission by the way set up to uphold the human rights of people like me but it was being used against me and so while we use while the laws and the institutions are used against black people who try to deal with racism while racists get nothing negative that happens to them and instead are protected and instead are even you know i don't know how many times it's been a racist incident and somebody ends up getting money through a gofundme while those things happen nothing is going to change in south african society and while the government is not making it an imperative is not making it you know you will lose your law license you will lose your 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 license to educate if you are found guilty of racism people will continue to do as they will Sundan Gresheng will have to leave it there. Thank you, diversity trainer. 22 after 7.